On today's show, there's a growing number of people that are still working in their 70s. If that's you, or if you plan to keep working, we've got three important things to know before you retire. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Hughes. Welcome once again to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies. And today in studio, we have Luke Van Abel, because Sam Dool and Andy Schooler are on assignment right now, and uh, maybe doing a little Christmas shopping a little early. But Luke, uh, good to have you with us. And I know that when you uh, said uh, that uh, people work into their 70s, that hits uh, certainly home with me on a part-time basis. Uh, because I've just hit that mark, and uh, I guess continuing to work into your 70s, ladies and gentlemen, or beyond, uh, can provide socialization and much-needed sources of income, and it also uh, could affect your taxes. There's always a yin and a yang about this. Uh, it also could affect your retirement savings, Social Security, in ways that you hadn't anticipated as well. So uh, what can we do? Well, Luke has some answers here, and I guess one of them, uh, would be that uh, if you hadn't thought of it, uh, you might not have to take required minimum distributions, right, Luke? Right. So first, I mean, when you're we're approaching that magic required distribution age, um, that's the age at which you just have to start drawing money out of your pre-tax accounts, your IRAs, your 401ks. But there is a little exception there uh, that you do not have to pull funds from an account, a 401k account, uh, with your current employer. So um, to back up a little bit further, for most people today, the magic age uh, for taking those required distributions is 72 years old. But again, if you're still working at 72, the current 401k plan that you hopefully are contributing to or have, you do not have to take a distribution from that account. However, there is a little bit of a caveat here that if you have other 401ks, maybe the last company you worked for, or maybe you've worked for a couple different companies and you have 401k plans that were not moved to an IRA, you still have to take a required distribution from each of those or any other IRAs. We're just talking about the current 401k plan with your current employer. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, that you can delay that first required uh, distribution from that current plan. Um, right. All right, well, let's say, let me ask you a question then. Are, you said that's a 401k if you're still working for the same people you worked for for all those years where you accumulated that 401k money. But what if you have a changed job, you've get left that job, and uh, you are just working part-time for somebody else? And if you have an IRA you still have to take those minimum distributions at 72, right? You do. So the only one that is exempt is the current 401k, but if those old 401k plans have been moved to an IRA and you're 72 years old, now you've got to start taking those mandatory draws every single year from now until we pass away. That's just the way that it goes. We're talking here with Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies about uh, working into your 70s, the uh, pluses and minuses of doing so. And of course, uh, when you hit the magic age of 70, uh, you have no alternative but to start taking your Social Security. So uh, again, that's the maximum that you can receive. So why not take it right on your 70th birthday, right? Right. Yeah. You don't want to wait any longer than 70 because it's not going up anymore. Um, for those of you that have been 
able to wait to take Social Security until 70, you've benefited from seeing that payment increase quite substantially uh, from your what would what we would call your full retirement benefit amount. Uh, that's for most people going to be in the neighborhood of 66 to 67 years old. But for every year you waited beyond that, uh, the Social Security Administration credited you with an additional 8% every year. So if your full retirement age or your full retirement benefit at age was at age 67, well, now you had three years of 8%. So now you're going to receive 124% of the benefit that was initially sort of set out for you. That's how they, they calculate your Social Security is based off of that full retirement amount. Um, but by delaying it, again, you got that 8% delayed retirement credit. But now there's no point in waiting. So if you've if you've crossed the threshold of 70, you're still working. Um, I, I had a client that he was still working into his early 70s. And man, he was upset that he had to, to turn on his Social Security because part of it is coming to grips with the fact that we're getting older. But the other part is, well, we've got taxable income from work and now we've got Social Security that can also be taxable. But there are some things to consider, folks, when you do go sign up for Social Security. And there's three different ways that you can really apply for benefits. So you can apply for Social Security online. You can go to ssa.gov and do it there. Very user-friendly, very easy platform to sign up on. You can do it over the phone. You can call the Social Security Administration office and do that. Or you can visit a local social security office. Um, I've heard better things of late with going in, but in the past I'd heard a bunch of horror stories about going into the social security office. Uh, this was mostly when people were trying to do some alternative filing strategies that are no longer available. So keep in mind, there's three different ways that you can sign up. Uh, choose the one that sort of best fits you. Um, and you may begin taking social security even if you're still working. So again, you, we're talking about folks here that have, are working beyond age 70. You absolutely want to turn that on, even if you're still working, to not miss out on some benefits. And of course, uh, you're in uh, Wisconsin. We're listening to uh, the Fox Valley version of our program. And I know that uh, here, myself sitting in North Carolina, Luke, uh, you have to make an appointment at the Social Security offices here if you're going to go in person. So it, it might yeah, that's be, a that's uh, a good strategy up here, too. <laughs> you, you typically have to call ahead. Yeah. Um, and, and they will want you to, I mean, most people know their Social Security number. You'll want to be sure that you have your Social Security number. And uh, a lot of times they want to see a W-2 from the, the year prior. So get those things organized, make the appointment, and then go in to get that started if you choose to go into the office. And one of the things that'll be a bonus that you'll find out is that uh, if you do wait till 70 to take your Social Security, you're going to get a lump sum payment from the time you uh, have started from your full retirement age till the age of 70. And then you'll have to pay taxes on that. I have some experience with that as well. But I think you'll welcome the money, that's for sure. All right, we're talking. You find a way to spend it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then, you know, we, we for example, in my case, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, honestly, we got $32,000 uh, by the wow. time I uh, ended up. And, of course, I had to pay, uh, what, 22% of that back to uh, my uh, unwitting uh, partner, Uncle Sam. 
Uh, and of uh, course, well, he, uh, I'm sure he sent you a gift basket. Yeah. And thanks for it. Well, I'm kind of still waiting for it, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is your retirement. Luke Van Abel is with me, and it's 866-203-7486. That uh, Luke will give you, uh, in a couple of minutes, uh, the uh, reasoning for you to call to get that no-cost, no-obligation assessment and the retirement lifestyle review that they provide for you uh, here in the Fox Valley. But uh, finally, we're going to uh, talk about our uh, final topic of this segment, and that is uh, when you are working, and again, the topic is if you work past the age of 70, you still want to do something, and of course, there are a lot of uh, good things involved with it, like staying active, being social, and uh, having a purpose in life. But you also, uh, Luke, could be in a higher tax bracket than you anticipated. Now, you touched on that when you talked about adding to your Social Security with that client uh, and also continuing to work, but that's just a fact. I mean, if you want to work and want to make some extra money, you're going to have to pay the piper. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was kind of teasing about about tax rates, and this is this is a big challenge that faces a lot of people. Um, and they don't really, they're not really thinking about it. That's, that's what I've found over the last 10 years is people are not, are not thinking about the tax ramifications here because, and I, I blame my industry on this one, um, because a lot of the industry just says, Hey, well, you know, when you get to retirement, you're most likely going to be in a, in a smaller tax bracket. And there, there are some people that could be, um, if, if you haven't saved a bunch for retirement, you don't have a pension, you don't have other sources of income, sure. But for the vast majority of people that have stewarded their money well, I mean, here in Northeast Wisconsin, I mean, people have done, by and large, very well for themselves and um, have have tended to do something that our, our government has a challenge doing, and that is spending less than they make. So when you spend less than you make, you start to accumulate money, and this is all wonderful. But then we have taxes that come into play. So um, you have social security that can be taxable. You have pensions potentially that can be taxable. I talked, the the first point that we were talking about was required distributions. So the mandatory amount that has to come out at age 72 for those retiring now. And that amount, folks, goes up. So it's a percentage of the money in your retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, not your Roths, but as a percentage, that increases every single year from 72 on for the rest of your life. So you're most likely going to owe some money in taxes, and it's going to be much higher than you think. Um, keep in mind on your Social Security, um, one of the ways that you know you can see additional taxes is that you have to account for Social Security getting taxed as well for the vast majority of you. That could be as much as 85% of your Social Security income. Not an 85% tax rate. That would be um, crazy, um, at least by today's standards. Um, but 85% of that income. So if you've got $20,000 in, in Social Security, 85% of that would mean 17000 of it is being reported as taxable. Uh, depending on whether you file single, if you file single tax return, income above $25,000 um, could see that tax rate. And for a married couple above $32,000 in the given year could see that tax rate. Now, there's a special formula for that, um, but keep in mind that those figures that I just me mentioned have never been adjusted for inflation since Social Security started. So we know that those figures were much different you know, back 30, 40 years ago than they are today. Well, Luke, uh, quickly, what can you do for our listeners then? 
Well, we can, whether you're under 70, whether you're over 70, I know you've got questions. Many of you want help navigating this special time in your life. You only want to retire once. You don't want to be forced to go back to work. So we've been helping people make the right decisions with money for over 20 years. Give us a call. We can go through our retirement lifestyle review process with you. That's your time to ask the questions that you want. What's keeping you up at night? We'll just have a conversation. No pressure, no obligation. Come in, give us a call so that we can help get you set on the right path. And that number is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review. And Sam has written the book, Purpose Determines Placement, and uh, he'll give you a copy of that as well. It's in its second printing, and it's been very valuable for those clients who have uh, walked in, people like you. So don't procrastinate. Uh, It is 866-203-7486 to get that no cost, no obligation, sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke. Got to take a break. Luke, what's coming up next? One of the biggest fears about retirement is how do you make your money last? When we come back, some strategies that could help you do just that. Back here on uh, Your Retirement, I'm Chuck Caton, and I'm sitting here with Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, it is all about your retirement in the Fox Valley, from uh, Green Bay to Appleton, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us. 866-203-7486 is the number in case you uh, missed it earlier. Sam and Andy are on assignment right now, um, and uh, maybe they're uh, shopping for a Christmas gift for Luke. We'll see. But, I'm not uh, holding my breath, Chuck. <laughs> okay, good. And they're not going to send one down to North Carolina either, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I could use a new putter. Anyway, okay. uh, we all know that we've got to save for retirement. As Luke said before the break, how do you make your money last? Uh, it's only half the overall plan, though, saving for retirement. The other half is about creating an income plan and then knowing uh, when and how to withdraw your money, because there's a strategy to that as well that we're going to discuss. So uh, Luke's put together four distribution strategies uh, that can be used at different times. And that is so important, Luke, and one of the ways to do that is uh, creating a floor. Now, what do we mean by creating a floor when it comes to uh, how to strategically uh, draw from your portfolio? Yeah, we're talking about income here. And I guess another way you could think about this in addition to a floor would be a foundation. So you want to have a focus more on income, less about net worth going into retirement because you're going to be voluntarily unemployed, right? The spigot's going to shut off from work or the business. And now we need income to come from somewhere else. Uh, Some Retirement accounts can provide this guaranteed. So think about things like Social Security, right? You turn the Social Security on, that's going to come in every month. Same as a pension. And there's tools like annuities that can do the same thing. A floor strategy involves building up enough guaranteed income to meet your basic needs every single month. So we, you've probably heard Sam and I talk before about this being your food, clothing, and shelter money. You know, we want to ensure that those basic needs are met every single month. So this can be done by purchasing an annuity. If we need additional 
if you need additional income every single month to cover those things, this could involve delaying your social security, like we talked about in the last segment, to get some of those delayed retirement credits so that we've got a higher payment so that that money can um, cover more of your bills. And keep in mind that for every year that you wait to take social security, it's about an 8% growth rate on that money. So not too many other places we can go to for that type of return today, but just keep in mind, you want to have you want to have your basic needs, your food, clothing, and shelter met with a source of income. All right, uh, bucketing your money. That's another way that uh, we can create an income plan. So what are we talking about there? Yeah, with bucketing, it we kind of want to think about um, you know, there's there's depending on the level of your assets, you could have maybe two buckets, three buckets, four buckets. Certainly one of the buckets that you want to have is a piggyback off of the last um, point that we made. You know, you want to have some guaranteed income to cover those li- living expenses. But above and beyond that, you might have, once those needs are met, you might have some medium-term goals, right? Maybe you've retired, you're 70 years old, 65 years old, but you'd like to make a purchase in the next X amount of years. Maybe that's a different home. Maybe that's an RV. Maybe that's a a boat to sail on in the Caribbean. Um, For other people, it might be, I really want to retire at an earlier age than most people do. Well, that comes with some unique planning challenges and opportunities where you might need a bucket of money that you can pull from prior to the traditional 59 and a half age mark where you can start drawing out some of these funds. So you want an income bucket, you might have a medium term bucket, and the third bucket might be a long term bucket. You know, this is money that you've got, you know, some discretionary purchases, you just want to enjoy life, enjoy the grandkids. You may be able to tolerate a little bit more risk with that bucket, but you first and foremost want to make sure that your food, clothing, and shelter is taken care of. And then you can move on to some of these other buckets and take some more advanced strategies to maybe produce a little bit more um, so that you can live the retirement that you've dreamed of. Making your money last uh, with Luke Van Abel here of Dual Financial Strategies is what we're talking about here. And again, that number is 866-203-7486. They'll give you a no-cost, no-obligation consultation uh, when you make that appointment with Dual Financial Strategies uh, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us uh, because that's what they do. They're a fiduciary outfit that means that you come first, your needs come first. And we're talking in this uh, segment about uh, how you make your money last in retirement. So we've talked about creating the floor and also bucketing your money. But uh, here's the key, and uh, we touched on this before the break here, Luke, and that is making systematic withdrawals. You just don't willy-nilly it taking from uh, the different investments that you have. Right. I mean, just just picking away at the money is not a retirement income strategy. Many people, many seniors go into retirement, and they kind of think of that retirement money like like they would their bank account or a piggy bank where it's just like, I need some money this month, so I'm going to dip in there and take it out. Now, it's your money. It's your retirement. If that's what you want to do, great. But I'm here to kind of educate you and let you know that a smarter approach here is to make systematic withdrawals at the same time 
every single month. You might be thinking, well, why should I do that? Well, it, it removes some of the emotion from it. It also will allow you to see on paper, you know, this is the regular amount that you're taking out so that we don't accidentally overspend. Because just like we were talking about before with, you know, maybe you get a lump sum of money, $32,000, 50000 or more inheritance. The tendency can be to spend that much quicker than if we have just a regular plan and a strategy in place for those funds to last. And we know um, after doing this for over 20 years at Dual Strategies that most people's fear is running out of money. And one of the one of the best strategies for helping to do this is having a modest um, uh, systematic withdrawal in place to reduce the chance of overspending and you outliving your money. That's a key because you don't want to run out of money in retirement. And I guess when you talk about saving for retirement, that's half the battle. And again, you have to have an overall plan of uh, uh, decumulation, as we call it. Uh, uh, We're good at accumulating money, right, Luke? But uh, when it comes to uh, decumulating, we're maybe not so cerebral on it. And that brings us to our uh, final point in this segment, and that is uh, use account sequencing. Now, what do we mean by doing that? I guess that's a subset of what we were saying, making systematic withdrawals. But where you take the money from uh, at what times is also crucial uh, depending on market uh, conditions, right? It is. I mean, there's so many factors involved in that. Yeah, market conditions, the tax year, where do you fall in tax brackets? But when it comes to time to take and make those systematic withdrawals like we just talked about, you need to be strategic about this um, or, or find somebody that can help you be strategic about this. Um, something There's something known as account sequencing, which is what Chuck and I are talking about here. Mm-hmm. And it's the optimal order for withdrawing funds. So before, we're, we're, we're just making it regular. Now we're saying which accounts, which funds should we be pulling from and when. There's software out there today. Um, good financial advisors like us, we can help determine where and when to pull funds from to minimize your taxes because we all know that we're going to we're going to pay some taxes in retirement. It's just we don't want to pay more than our fair share if we don't have to. And we've got to account for all sorts of other things like those required distributions and take a big picture approach to how much income are we going to have coming in? And if we take a distribution Say there is, um, you know, say there's regular systematic withdrawals set up, but all of a sudden, you know, you kind of have this one-off event or you've planned for this um, moderate-term purchase to happen. We want to be strategic about how that money is pulled out, whether it needs to be split over tax years or a variety of other things that need to be considered to ensure that you don't all of a sudden jump into a higher tax bracket and We don't want um, to be inefficient, really, overall, with the way that we take that money out. Absolutely. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is your time. Luke's going to tell you how you can reach Dual Financial Strategies if you're looking for that uh, no-cost, no-obligation consultation as you're approaching retirement in that retirement red zone so that they can uh, uh, maximize uh, your retirement. Right, Luke? Right. I mean, if you are concerned about running out of money, Give us a call to have a conversation about your situation. This will be the lowest pressure situation you have found from someone in this industry. Why? Because I hate being pressured. 
I mean, this is this is one of my biggest pet peeves. So, so why would I do the same thing, you know, to to the families that I sit with and I help? I wouldn't. So, if you've got questions, you're concerned about running out of money, you want to sit down and talk to somebody who's been in the industry for a while. Give us a call. There's no obligation. There's no cost to do that. Let's just have a conversation. You'll bring some things in so that we can have an educated conversation. You'll talk to Rick on the phone and he'll get us set up. He'll get you an introductory packet sent out in the mail so that you know what things to bring. And then we'll sit down for 60 to 90 minutes and talk about you. What are your goals? What would you like to accomplish? And what's keeping you up at night so that you can sleep well for the next 20 to 30 years. Absolutely. It's the old swan theory. Sleep well at night. 866-203-7486. That's the phone number to reach Luke, Andy, or Sam at Dual Financial Strategies to discuss your retirement plans. Uh, it's 866-203-7486. And remember, they'll provide you with this uh, retirement lifestyle review. Uh, sit down, get comfortable, and uh, give them the information that you'd like to have have them uh, assess and, and uh, feel them out. They'll feel you out. And if you're a good fit, uh, they will be happy to work for you with their fiduciary standards. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation to get that retirement lifestyle review. So you have no excuse. Pick up the phone and call right now. What's coming up next, Luke? The year is quickly drawing to a close. So with that in mind, we'll outline several retirement planning mistakes you should avoid in December. We'll also offer some suggestions to help keep you on track. This is your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton with Luke Van Abel. Uh, he's uh, flying solo this week on our program, Your Retirement for uh, Dual Financial Strategies. Sam and Andy are out on assignment. And uh, yes, we are into the month of December. And I know you've had your uh, share of uh, the white stuff uh, uh, in uh, the different droves. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about preparing uh, for the next year. And you absolutely need personal savings if your goal is to enjoy a uh, comfortable retirement. And now Social Security might pay you a reasonably generous benefit. But the chances are, uh, and again, for most people, as Luke mentioned earlier, it won't be enough to co cover your uh, living costs in full. So we're basically at the uh, uh, tail end of 2022 right now. And that means now is the time to focus on making the most of your retirement savings because Social Security does not cut it for anyone who wants a true, happy retirement without fiscal worries. Right, Luke? And, right. Uh, you know, the bottom line is uh, you don't want to make certain mistakes uh, when you are uh, getting ready uh, here for a retirement. And, and one of those mistakes is stopping your contributions. Right now, if you've got a 401k, or even if you want uh, to contribute to an IRA, because there are limitations to it uh, dollar-wise, but it's always a good thing to do, right? Right. I mean, it's always good to make the contributions, but you know what we don't want to see and, and what can, I think, be a challenge, especially this time of the year, because it's December, it's the holiday season, it's Christmas, it's gifts, it's running here, it's running there. Um, it's pressure from the world to, you know, have the greatest Facebook post you can have or whatever it might be for you. But what we don't want to see is stopping contributions this time of year. 
unless you have front-loaded your IRA and your 401 contributions early in the year, and you've basically already maxed those out, and you can no longer do that anymore without incurring some sort of penalty or something, now is not the time to put your contributions on pause to free up cash for the holidays or whatever it might be. Uh, we know that December is a, an expensive month. That's without question. But it's also, keep it, keep in mind this, that it's also your final opportunity to boost up your retirement savings for the 2022 tax year. Because once you get beyond the point where you can make those contributions, you lose out on the opportunity to make those contributions for that tax year. Furthermore, Mm -hmm. if you're saving in a traditional IRA or a 401k, as opposed to the Roth, every dollar that you're putting in, every dollar that you're contributing to that account is a dollar that the IRS won't tax you on. So even if you're happy with the amount of money that you've socked away for retirement so far this year and you haven't maxed it out, keep keep funding it. Don't stop now. So again, you get a tax uh, write-off for the six or $7,000, no matter what, that you put into an IRA. But I think we should make it clear also, Luke, that if you're making a contribution to a Roth, and again, you have to be making, uh, if you have a Roth account, either for you or your spouse, and you are employed, uh, you can give up to six or $7,000 a year into that Roth, but you don't get that tax uh, break when you give to a Roth, right? Correct. You don't get the tax break for the Roth. You're going to get the money tax-free later, so you have to use after-tax money. Um, and the other thing to keep in mind, Chuck, when you, you bring up kind of Roths and IRAs here, um, let's say just one spouse is working and the other spouse is, is staying home or not working, whatever the situation might be. The working spouse, if they have enough income, say 12000 to $14,000, because I don't know how old everybody is out there, but as long as they have at least that amount in income, they can actually contribute to the IRA, the Roth IRA, for a non-working spouse. So those are some things that can help you bolster and build up that nest egg for that retirement down the road. Yeah, that's a very good thing to uh, consider, ladies and gentlemen, because that's something I know I do and I have done for a number of years. And uh, that is uh, going to augur well for your savings. 866 866- 203-7486, because it's all about savings. Uh, we said earlier that you're good at accumulating, maybe not so good at decumulating, because everybody's kind of afraid of running out of money, that there's that psychological mm-hmm. block, Luke, that we always talk about. They shouldn't fear, if they're doing the right things, preparing for retirement by the accumulation phase. So, again, we're talking here with Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies about uh, different things you can do at this time of year But not checking up on your investment performance is a no-no. You always should get kind of a barometer, kind of a a litmus uh, reading on uh, what your investments are doing, especially toward the end of uh, a calendar year, right? Yeah, especially as we roll into December. This is a great time of the year um, to just take a peek, take a look at what's going on. How have you been doing? Are Are you sort of meeting your goals, exceeding your goals, underperforming your goals? Um, the other sort of caveat here too is, you know, um, you know, there's one side of the coin is not checking your investments at all, but there's also, you know, where we can go overboard. We can be looking at them every day or every week. And, and oftentimes that's going to be a recipe for creating emotional decisions where now we're, 
Now we're saying, oh, well, maybe I should be selling this or maybe I should be moving this. Maybe I should be dumping investments. A good rule of thumb would be every quarter, take a peek. You might get a quarterly statement or maybe your statements are available to you online through some portal. Take a peek every quarter to just get a barometer. How am I doing relative to the last quarter, um, you know, a few months ago? Um, at the same time, it's important to look at how your investment plan is doing um, relative, again, to your goals. And you may decide it's time to part with certain assets as you take a peek at those statements. Um, oftentimes, if it's in your 401k plan, you probably have to make those in investment decisions yourself. You've got a few dozen different investment choices, and that's a good time to reevaluate whether something needs to be changed. Um, and especially as we get closer to retirement, um, not so much leading up to retirement because, you know, maybe your risk tolerance hasn't changed too much, but especially as you're getting close within what we call the retirement red zone, you're five years out from retirement, you might find that you're starting to shift um, in, in your comfort level with risk. So a lot of listeners will go to our website, dualstrategies.com, and they will click on that Riskalyze survey that we have to get kind of an update on where am I at now? You know, a lot maybe has changed over the last five years or 10 years. Now's the time to start taking a look at that to ensure that you're positioned in the best way possible for your retirement. Now, I guess the opposite may be true as well, but not dumping costly investments can be costly to you too. So when you're doing this assessment, uh, it's, uh, you, you know, you mentioned looking at your portfolio too, uh, too often and seeing the ups and downs on a daily basis or a weekly basis. And that's probably not a good thing to do. That's kind of uh, analogous to a, a, a fan uh, with his uh, or her sports team. If they lose a game, they're in the dumps but they're too high when they win a game, you know, that they follow. So right. I mean, it's the same thing that can happen here, but not dumping costly investments can be tr troublesome as well. It can be, you know, savers with money in 401ks can, can easily fall into this trap of spending a lot of money on investment fees. I mean, there's fees built into the investments that we own. 401k companies do not let individuals um, you, the worker, invest in individual stocks. There's no cost to investing in individual stocks today. Rather, they limit you to a handful of different funds. Oftentimes, this is mutual funds, some of which come with some pretty hefty fees. These are known as expense ratios. So if you're spending a lot of money on investments, it may be time to swap or change these costlier mutual funds for an index fund that might have quite substantially less fees built into them um, while still providing you the diversification, the asset allocation, so just the areas of the market or the areas of the investment world that you're invested in. Plus, index funds commonly deliver comparable returns, so you're not sacrificing returns here just because you've moved from a mutual fund to an exchange-traded fund, you could actually earn more. If we've, if we've reduced our fees down, you may be in a situation where 
apples to apples comparison, you're returning a little bit more because you're not having so much of your hard-earned money eaten up in fees. Absolutely. All right. So the end of the year, tremendous time to focus on your retirement savings to avoid these mistakes in December. So you can uh, close out the year on a more positive note. And it's a real positive note when you uh, deal uh, with dual financial strategies. And Luke's going to tell you why. If you feel alone in making all these decisions around retirement, we're here, but we don't want you to feel alone. We want you to give us a call uh, because we don't know if you're feeling alone unless you do that. We can talk um, when you give us a call about what's concerning you. Maybe it's your fees um, because you have mostly mutual funds. Maybe you're worried about running out of money. Maybe you'd like to know how much in fees that you're paying currently. There's tools that we have to do that. So give us, give our office a call. We'll sit down. We'll have a conversation and address what's concerning to you. And more importantly, we can also talk about some other areas because there's more to retirement planning than just the investments. As we've talked about throughout the the show today, there's social security decisions, there's Medicare decisions, there's tax implications to the decisions that we make. So let's have a conversation, give our office a call, Chuck will let you know how you can do that. All right, it's easy, 866-203-7486. That's the phone number to reach Dual Financial Strategies. Sam, Andy, and Luke are at your service at 866-203-7486. That's where you'll get your retirement lifestyle review. Again, no cost, no obligation to sit down, consult with them. Uh, They've got offices at Green Bay and Appleton. And if you're listening to us anywhere in the Fox Valley, you would do well uh, to give Dual Financial Strategies a call if you're in that retirement red zone zone with about five or six years away from retirement, this is a good time to get the uh, consultation of uh, people who are, are, are on your side. They're fiduciaries who have your best interest in mind. 866-203-7486. Well, Luke, it's question and answer time next, isn't it? It is. It's been a busy week for listeners sending in questions. We've got answers right after this. This is Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton in our final segment with Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies concerns our listeners. And uh, we've got some uh, questions uh, here in the bin uh, for your retirement. And again, if you missed that phone number, uh, to give them a call. Don't procrastinate. I mean, this is something that's very important to you in retirement, uh, especially as we get down to the end of 2022 and all of the considerations that we just spoke of earlier. Uh, it's 866-203-7486. As we said, Luke Van Abel is in studio. Uh, Sam Doolin, Andy Schooler will be back with us in a couple of weeks or so. And uh, it's uh, been, as Luke said, a busy week for uh, people sending in questions. And so, uh, Luke, you're all set to go. We've got four good ones here. I am all set, Chuck. All right, we'll go to Amro, and uh, Diane is there, and uh, she says it's certainly challenging trying to decide between two different financial advisors. Uh, Now, uh, I want to know if there are things that I can ask them beyond the obvious to pick the right one. Now, I don't know what uh, Diane thinks is the obvious questions, but uh, uh, what would you say in that case, Luke? Well, my mind goes, and, and Chuck, you've been reiterating this for me, Um, but a question I would ask is, are you a fiduciary? Um, you want to know in whose best interest is that advisor going to have? Is it their own? Is it yours? Is it somebody else's? Are they getting kickbacks from somebody else to, to sell certain investments? 
But that is a really big one today. So I would ask, are you a fiduciary? And if they're a fiduciary, how long have they been operating as a fiduciary? I think, so that's question number one. Uh, Question number two would be, how do you get paid? Um, This is, I mean, we know that, you know, any business we work with, they're making money somehow. Um, But you want to have a good idea of how they're going to get paid, how you're going to pay them. And this should be pretty straightforward. I mean, they should be able to uh, pretty concisely let you know what that is. Um, Unfortunately, I hear all the time people will ask, well, what am I paying? And it's this convoluted answer and they they leave more confused without the answers that they need. So you really want a straightforward answer here. Um, And how will our relationship work? I think that's another really good question that you can ask because ultimately what you're kind of getting at there is how much access will you have to this particular advisor? What types of decisions will they help you with? Um, Are they set up? Have they specialized in helping with retirement? Uh, Because I reiterated it earlier, but it's, it's worth mentioning again, Diane, that you know, there's more to retirement planning than just the investments. Most advisors will talk to you about the investments, but that's just one piece. There's so much more. You you need someone to help navigate Social Security, Medicare, long-term care, taxes, income, preservation of your wealth. The list goes on and on, right? So I, I would start with those questions um, to, to help whittle, whittle this down to the one that's going to be the right fit for you in your situation. All right. Very good answer there. And uh, of course that is, uh, uh, a, uh, prerequisite for, uh, starting a good relationship with your financial advisor. You can, uh, ask them anything and, uh, you can see what the answers will be. Let's go to little shoot. Now, Norman is there who is 64 years old. He says, I'm planning to retire in June of 2023. And I've got $220,000 in a 401k and about $2,000 a month in real estate income. So is there anything else I should do before I sign up for retirement? Hi, Norman. Thanks for writing in. Congratulations with there being light at the end of the tunnel here for you. Um, That's sneakingly like seven months away. So, Norman, the first question I would have back to you um, is, do you have a plan for your retirement? I mean, you you talk about having some retirement... Income, it sounds like that'll continue to come from real estate as long as you continue to hold that. Um, And you've got some 401k funds. But do you have a plan for how you're going to distribute those? Do you have a plan for reducing your taxes? You're 64 years old. You're also going to be, you know, Medicare eligible. You know, at some point within the next year here, do you have a plan for how you're going to take care of um, any additional cost above what Medicare will cover? So, I mean, those are those are some of the things that I don't know about you that, you know, are really important. But this this whole next step, this whole next transition, one of the big things that it really hinges on is understanding what your lifestyle costs. And I'm really intentional here in saying lifestyle because I don't want to just say what are your expenses because oftentimes people will then just give me a list of, okay, the house is paid off, so I've got, you know, this bill and that bill and, you know, property taxes and I want to spend a little money on travel. But you really want to be realistic at this time as you're preparing for next year that what does your lifestyle cost? If you go out to eat three days a week, you want to plan that in your 
retirement lifestyle expenses. So no matter what it is, that would be a good thing to get a grasp on. And, um, you know, one of the best ways you can do this is to look back at credit card statements, bank statements to just see what have you been spending. And then you can take that and maybe say, well, I know that these couple expenses are going to go away. You might not be driving as much if you do have to drive into work. So those are those are kind of biggies that set the foundation for this next step. Um, and at Dual Financial Strategies, we can also help you make those decisions and determine, you know, how to position that 401k if you're needing help. Does it make sense to keep those rental properties? And if you're concerned about, you know, taking care of those for the long term, having a plan for what to do with those properties down the road. Because right now they're probably a fantastic income source. Obviously, I know very little about them, um, but generally real estate is a is a good strategy for providing income. All right, let's go to Green Bay. Chuck is there. He's 67 and retired. He said he recently inherited $50,000 from a relative, but I'm not interested, he says, in investing in the stock market. So uh, what are some of the other options to invest? There's so many different avenues that you can go down, real estate, I-bonds. But Chuck, what I'm hearing here is that, um, you, you know, when you talk about the stock market, I'm assuming that, you know, you're wanting something more conservative. Um, and so in order to do that, you know, there are some other tools that um, not a lot of people are aware of. Those tools can provide some upside benefit when the market is is growing in the green, moving in the positive direction, but it is principally protected where you can't lose your money in a market downturn. Um, that can be a fantastic strategy. Those are typically, they fall under like the annuity name. So a fixed annuity of some kind, um, either fixed where you're just getting a guaranteed uh, rate of return, can't be more, can't be less. But if we're if we're indexed and we're sort of loosely tied to the market without any of the market um, risk of, of drawing down or risk of losses, then that would be a fixed indexed annuity. Um, those can be fantastic tools if you're looking for preservation of that. You don't want your principal to be at risk. You'd like an opportunity to keep up with inflation and not just have it sitting, you know, maybe at a couple percent in a bank account or something like that. Those can be good tools for those that are in retirement and still wanting to have the chance to keep up with inflation without directly being in the market and having 50% of your money being at risk of being lost in a given year. All righty, Robert in Appleton, our final inquisitor of the day. Uh, I've got money in a certificate of deposit, and I'm charged fees for withdrawing from these accounts, but I want my money to be able to grow uh, in an account, but I also want to be able to withdraw from it without any fees if needed. So uh, what kind of other accounts can I uh, invest my money in? Hi, Robert. Um, well, there's there's a variety of things. You mentioned a CD. I mean, that's certificate of deposit, which is very conservative. You can't lose any of your money there. Um, of course, money like that can go into the market. could be invested that way. Um, don't know your situation and your comfort level with risk, but I'm guessing if you've been in a CD that you're not looking to take on more risk. So like I mentioned um, in my last 
last sort of response to Chuck. Um, there is a tool that that mimics a CD, or it's very similar to a CD in in a what's called a fixed annuity, um, where you don't participate in any of the growth of the market. You have a fixed rate of interest tied to the term, just like you were in your CD. But the advantage here is that there's no fees to take your money out. So you don't have to pay any money when you want to take a distribution. Um, you do have to be careful because like CDs, fixed annuities have a certain term or time period that the money has to be kept within there. And oftentimes you're limited as to the amount of liquidity or access that you can pull. So if you have 50000 or or 100000 within an account, a CD or what have you, you may only be able to take out 10% of that value, but that would be 10% of that value every single year. So these can be a great stable way to earn um, a guaranteed rate of return, won't be more, won't be less, while um, protecting your principal. And depending on the account structure, um, the, one of the other tax benefits to an annuity is that the interest is tax deferred. So for many people, they have money sitting in a bank account that is above and beyond what their emergency fund is. And they've got, in some cases, several hundred thousand dollars sitting there that they're probably not going to use in the short term. The other benefit to the annuity is you put some money in. This is non-IRA money. And you don't pay any taxes as that money accumulates interest over time. That's the tax deferred piece. You would pay taxes later on when you took it out, but if you didn't, there'd be no taxes owed. Sound advice, 866-203-7486 is the number to reach Dual Financial Strategies because it is all about your retirement to get that uh, no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. Give them a call right now. Please don't procrastinate, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. It's been a good show. Luke, your final thoughts. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you having, uh, having you here and taking the time Um, We will be here same time, same place next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.